Hey, what's going on, guys? Matt Wyke, Wyke Fitness. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. That way, every single week, you get the information direct to your device. You never have to search for it, you never have to look for it, and you never miss a podcast episode. So with that being said, today's episode, I want to keep it short, sweet, and to the point. Because I feel that you can just go off on a million tangents with this topic. And the topic is how you price your services if you are a service-based business. Now, most of what I'm saying can still apply if you have a product and you have a product-based business. But the meat and the potatoes of, of what I'm going to say deals with my business, how I deal with pricing and structuring and and dealing with customers on a daily basis, how I go out and I prospect. Um, and I think a lot of people are doing it wrong. Here's what I mean. If if you have a service, let's just use me for an example with, with Wake Fitness, the content and copywriting service. My pricing is what it is. I don't negotiate whatsoever. Now, I'm at a point now where it's where people want to get to, I guess you can say. Just starting out, it, yeah, I mean, hey, I was wheeling and dealing just to get the business. And and the one thing that I'm proud of, and and I at least hope that those customers are proud of, is that they still have the same pricing as when I first started with them. You know, as the years went on and my services became in more of a high demand, I didn't change my pricing for those original customers because they believed in me. They were the ones who, you know, stepped up and said, hey, we're going to give this guy a shot. Go ahead and, you know, write the content, write the copy for us, whatever the case may be. And so I appreciated that. So, you know, I didn't change their pricing, but my pricing has substantially gone up since then a lot. And there are people, you know, prospects, companies, businesses that come to me, they say, Hey Matt, I really want you to take this information and make it more into a, a marketing piece. We want you to uh, take the scientific jargon that's here. And make it more user friendly where, you know, the mass, you know, population would be able to sit down and understand what it's trying to say. So, you know, I say, hey, cool, you know, that's what we can do. What, are, what does your budget look like? This is what my pricing is. This is what it breaks down to per word. So, for instance, if it's a 500 word piece, this is how much it's going to cost. If it's a, uh, a product page copy where, you know, what I write is is ultimately going to sell the product on your website. It's going to be this price. I have everything laid out. It's non-negotiable. If, if you want to go back and forth and, and negotiate, I'm out. I, I wish you the best of luck. Um, you can go do that with somebody else. I don't have the time to sit down and negotiate. I, I, my pipeline is full. I'm very blessed with the number of people that I work with, over 50 supplement companies currently that I work with. I mean, I have people who do stuff on a weekly basis where I'm writing 
three or four pieces of content a week for them. Some of it I get credit for. Some is, uh, you know, I'm just a ghostwriter writing it for them, and they put it up on their blog as as their own brand, as if they wrote it, which is totally fine. Um, but the fact of the matter is, I'm at a point in in my career, and it's the point that you need to get to where you, your business, your service, or your product is in such a demand that people will say, that's what I want. I want to work with that guy. I want to buy that service. I want to buy this product. I want to do that. You know, whatever the case may be, where you are the one-stop shop, the only place that they want to work with, why, why would you negotiate your price? If they're coming to you because they see you as the authority, the best in your industry, why would you negotiate? You're going to spend time either on the phone, uh, going back and forth in email, taking you away from your paying clients that you're already working with, who are probably paying more than what these people are trying to work you down to. So not only are you wasting your time by going back and forth negotiating what, what they think you're worth, you need to know what your own worth is and and don't waver from that. But not only are you wasting your time, but if you negotiate, you're going to end up wasting money too. So let's say your service is $500, okay? Say they negotiate you down to $400, okay? Well, you lost $100, plus you lost the time that you'll never get back. Now, again, you might be saying, hey, I'd rather take $400 than nothing at all. And that's fine if you need the business. But if you have people knocking on your door every day saying, hey, you know, Mr. Jimbo, I want to work with you. Hey, I need you to do this. Hey, do your services provide X, Y, Z? Now, the key here and, and, and why I don't negotiate is because I have the track record. Go to my website. Go talk to my customers, go talk to my clients, go look at my work, go look at the copy I've written, go look at the articles that I've produced, the ebooks, the audio books. I let my work speak for itself. I don't I don't need somebody to say, well, I think you're only worth X, Y, and Z. Hey, that's fine, but it's not your business. You don't get to decide that. And you know, some people might say you're coming off as as arrogant, like, oh, how, how dare he not negotiate with me? That's fine. But in the same sense, is that person going to negotiate if you think that their product or whatever you're trying to help them with isn't worth what you think it's worth? If they have a, a pre-workout and they're selling it for 40 bucks, you look at the profile and you're going, this is like a $15 formulation like why am i spending 40 dollars on this and you go to them and you say listen i'll give you 20 bucks for this it's it's all it's worth that brand might say we're a legacy brand everybody's coming everyone's buying our pre-workout for 40 dollars. nobody's complaining about price except for you it's the same thing you have to know what your worth is You need to know that the service you provide or the product that you're selling is solving a problem for the consumer 
or, or business client that you're working with. For instance, there have been, you know, stud, not studies, but research done looking at the products or content that I produce and how much it has helped my clients. I have that as if somebody says, well, you know, do you have anything to back up your, your services? I give it to them. I say, hey, look, my name, the authority that comes with that. And again, it, it sounds like I'm tooting my own horn, but I'm trying to prove a point. That my name is authoritative in the industry. So when I can show them this information and say, look, here's a client of mine who went out, didn't even tell me, went out and had a third-party group look at their website and pick it apart. My name came up in everything. That article ended up going over here to this sale. This went to that sale. All of this traffic is only coming to your website because of this article that Matt wrote. Or all of this, this huge percentage of traffic that comes to your site is all leading back to Matt. You have to have that type of information. And when you have that, that's that's powerful. I mean, people people want to see results. So if other people have gotten similar results to what they're looking for, price should never be, you know, a, a deterrent for why they're going to do it. If they know that, hey, if I'm going to spend $500 on this, but I know that it's either going to save me time, save me money, or make me money, it's a no-brainer. And here's what's so cool about copying content versus, let's say, a marketing campaign or or Facebook ads. Now, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with those, but it's a very short-term play. So if you're doing a marketing campaign that's going to last, let's just say, a week, let's just say seven days, you could spend thousands of dollars to get that information for that marketing campaign out to the people that need to see it. And only a small percentage of those people are going to convert, probably single digits. Now, will you ever see a return on that investment? Maybe long-term, if those customers or clients stay with you. But up front, absolutely not. Now, once that marketing campaign is gone... It's gone. So what I like about copy and content is that as long as you don't remove it from your website or your blog or or whatever online platform you're using, it's evergreen. It's going to be there forever. So what does that mean? That means anytime somebody, you know, types in Google, XYZ, blah, 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 and hits enter, you have that opportunity to land on that first page of Google. Now that's extremely powerful because you got to figure if one person's thinking about it, there are a lot more that are also wondering the same thing. And if when they do a search and you come up and you have the answers, they're going to buy from you. How many times have you purchased something in your life that you said, 
man, that was an expensive purchase. Way more than I really wanted to pay, you know, for, for whatever it is, whether it's a service or a product. But in the end, let's say the long term, you look back and you're like, I'm, I'm really glad I, I made that purchase. It was a million percent worth every single penny that I spent on it. So you need to have that information in your back pocket. Are you an authority in your industry, in your space, in your market? Do you have people that are knocking on your door every day to work with you? Again, if not, if you're just a startup, by all means, wheel and deal to get that business so you can build your portfolio. You can get some word of mouth referrals going. But after a year, two years, you know, however long it takes you to establish a solid customer base, you need to set your pricing and make it non-negotiable. When you no longer say, I need to get customers just so I can stay afloat, when you have that nest egg, now again, at any given day, any given moment, those customers can up and leave. That is a real possibility. But nine times out of 10, if they leave, someone else is going to come if you are the authority in the space. So, you know, get that authority. Make a name for yourself in the industry. Set your price and be firm. Mr. Customer, Mr. Prospect, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to to reach out to me. I'm honored that you want to help, you know, have me help you grow your business. With that being said, here is my rate card. It'll show you all of the pricing for all of the services. This is what you'll get for these prices. If you have something that needs to be fine-tuned, we can definitely give you a better estimate of what that cost will be. But these prices are firm. If you have any questions, feel free to let us know. It's non-negotiable. Here's what my prices are. If you don't like it, I'm okay with that. I respect that. Look, not everybody can work with me. I understand the fact that not everyone's going to say, Oh man, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I can afford that. Yeah, I'll have you do that piece of content. Yeah, I'll have you write that copy for this product. Long term, it works out for them. But up front, they might say, man, that, that, that seems a little pricey. But it's all based off of what they know. And that's why, and if you go, if you've read any of my content, I'm not a fan of sites like Fiverr. Because if you think about it, If someone's going to spend time writing a 500, 1,000, 1,500, 3,000 word article that you're looking for, if they're charging you five or $10, what do you really think at the end of the day that that's going to be a quality piece of content? Not only that, but what, what are their credentials? What is their background? Are they literally just going to a website and copying and pasting everything and plugging it in, they might be. That could come back to haunt you big time. So, you know, if something is of quality, whether it's a service or a product that it's solving a problem for you or an issue that you're having, again, it could be saving you time. 
It could be saving you money. It could be saving you resources. Or it could be making you money. If it can do any of those four things, it's probably worth the investment. As long as the results come. So that's really all I wanted to talk about today. I'm just... I get people who reach out to me and they say, hey, Matt, you know, I have a business. I'm doing this. You know, I'm thinking about that. What should I do here? And, and I love the people who come to me and ask me the questions. I mean, I'm not an expert. I mean, I've been in the industry a long time, almost two decades. But, you know, the bottom line is I've only had my business, Wake Fitness, for, you know, three years. But, you know, I, I, I do my homework. I do my research at night, literally for hours. I'm, I'm reading I'm learning new things. I'm testing things out. I'm asking questions. I'm trying to find answers. I I, I want to be a, a professional at what I do. And in order for me to do that, I need to continually grow and expand my knowledge of my space, how I run my business, how I can help my customers, how I can retain my customers. Look, I haven't spent any money on marketing. Ever. Time, yeah. You know, I spend a ton of time working on my website, getting it updated, putting fresh new content on, putting it out on social media, all of my content. Hey, here's an article on this. Click here, check it out. Hey, here's a podcast on that. Click here, go check it out. Ebooks, audio books, 30 day challenges. Everything is there. But you know, I'm trying to do it in a, in a way where I can grow steadily without it negatively affecting my business. And I'm sure you've seen cases where companies grow way too fast and all of a sudden they can't keep up with demand. And then those customers who were loyal because they placed that initial order or maybe it's a repeat order, but you don't have the resources to fulfill their needs anymore. And maybe they have to wait. That could rub them the wrong way. So, you know, at the end of the day, I love the people who ask me the questions. But you you need to become an expert and an authority in your space, you know, before you can say, hey, look, this is what my price is. It's firm. It's non-negotiable. I appreciate you reaching out. I completely understand and respect if, if you don't want to spend the money. You know, maybe we can do something down the road, but at the end of the day, you're going to spend way more time going back and forth on, on price, wasting your time. And if you have projects that you're working on, or you're trying to sell products, that's just taking time away from you trying to grow your business. Now, if you have people who can go out and and negotiate for you in, in the infancy or startup phase of your business, cool, more power to you. But you need to put your focus on growing your business. And if you're spending all that time on the phone going back and forth on price, well, well, what if we did it for this price? Or, or what if we did it for that price, but you know we cut this out? Or what if we did it for this price, but we add this in? It, at the end of the day, it's, it's literally just back and forth. You know, that, that's sucking the time away from your business and you growing it. So, you know... Go look at your competitors. If if you have a product, how much are your competitors selling the product for? How does yours 
differ? You know, how did you differentiate your products or your business from someone else? It's the same thing with my business with content. What am I doing different from somebody else? Yeah, it, it's all in the way that I word things. And, and people say it all the time. Like, I, I like your writing style. I like the way you write. And for me, it's, I don't know any different. It's just how I've always, you know, done things. So, you know, I appreciate that people like how I write, but it's not like I can flip a switch and, and do this or do that. Like, I'm me. People come to me because they like the style that, of, of writing that I do. And, you know, they respect that. And, and that's really cool. So you have to find that within your own business. What are you good at? What are you an authority at? What is a fair price? Don't don't be price gouging and, and saying, oh, well, you know, my product is a thousand percent more than my competitor, but, you know, it's because of my name. That's that's scummy. But, you know, if if you have the name already, but your product is worth it, then you can price it whatever you want. And, you know, that's the, that's the stage that you need to get to. Because rather than going back and forth like you were in the infancy stage in the startup phase of your business where you're trying to wheel and deal just to get people to come in, when you have enough people coming in, guess what? You have the ability to say no, which is something that you didn't have when you first started. And look, you can either do a thousand projects for this amount of money or you can do a hundred projects for this amount of money. So... You have to put things in perspective. You know, if I'm going to have to work 80 hours a week to get this, or I can work 40 hours a week and get this, what makes the most sense? I don't want to have to be in, you know, the rat race, be the the hamster on the wheel, just spinning around and around and around and around, around, like endless all day long. I mean, look, I'm I'm spending, how, how much time is this? 22 minutes on a podcast. I could have been working on a project for those 22 minutes and I don't get paid for this. I'm doing it so I can bring you guys value because I love helping you guys. But I get no financial gain from this. I mean, maybe somebody will will watch this or or listen to it and be like, oh, I never knew about this guy. He has his own business. He he writes content and copy. Oh, I'm going to go look into him. Maybe we'll use his services. Hey, cool. But you know what? That's a very small percentage. <laughs> you know, most of the people hear about me because of the content itself, not the podcast of, of you know, YouTube or iTunes or, or whatever podcast platform this is being, you know, listened on. But at the end of the day, you just got to figure your stuff out. What's a fair value for, for your time? What's a fair value for your product? If it solves a problem, people are going to buy it. So with that being said, I got nothing left. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day wherever you are. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope to see you guys on the next episode.